a big question we talk about in the MLB every year is what teams are best at developing players, are best at drafting players, are, draft, are best at calling players up to the MLB and having them have quick success and basically turning that into overall team success. What I'm going to talk about are the four best teams as far as how many players they have in the current top 100 prospect rankings. Now that may change as we get a little bit closer to 2024. Um, if the pre 2024 rankings are drastically different and some of the, these guys fall off the board or some teams get some new guys that um, are into the board. But for right now, there's only four teams that have at least five players in the top 100. Now, Baltimore Orioles are the first one on the list. Jackson Holiday is now the third consecutive year in which the Baltimore Orioles have the number one prospect um, prior to the season starting, which is truly amazing. Um, they have six players in the top 100, um, actually all six of which are in the top 50, and all six are position players. Uh, the next team that we'll talk about is the New York Mets. They have five players in the top 100, Again, all five of which are position players. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of position players today. Um, this next team, uh, the Padres, have six players in the top 100, um, four of which are position players, but we're mostly going to, I'm sorry, three of which are position players, three of which are pitchers. Um, we're basically going to center in on two of their pitchers um, that had, you know, the bulk of their innings. Um, they have one other pitcher. Um, number 63 overall uh, in the rankings that didn't really pitch much um, in this past season. Um, so we're going to center on there's two pitch, there are two pitchers that that did eat up a lot of innings in, in their minor leagues. Um, and then the final team on our list um, is the Colorado Rockies with five players in the top 100, uh, one of which is a pitcher, four of which position player. Um, and we are going to start with uh, none other than Jackson Holiday. Um, Jackson in 125 games um, in the minor leagues in 2023. Uh, batted 323 with a 941 OPS, hit 12 home runs, uh, 75 RBIs, 101 walks in those 125 games. Uh, did show some speed as well, stealing some bags. Um, obviously, kind of as I alluded to before, number one prospect in all of baseball right now. Colton Kowser is the next guy we're going to talk about here. 87 games, uh, 300 average, 937 OPS. Now I'm just going to talk about minor league stats. Uh, Kowser did um, play for the Orioles uh, during parts of the year, I believe when, when Cedric Mullins was out with an injury. Um, didn't have much success at the MLB level, but... Um, he's still figuring it out, but he's number 14 on the prospect list. Um, 17 home runs, 62 RBIs in those 87 games in the minor leagues. Um, and it looks like he might slot into an outfield position um, in this coming season, um, but he's going to have to compete with a guy by the name of Heston Kerstat, um, who is another guy who did appear in games for the Orioles. Um, in 122 games in his minor league days, though, um, 303 average, 904 OPS, 21 home runs, 55 RBI. The next guy we'll talk about is Kobe Mayo, who actually won the Minor League Player of the Year or the Minor League MVP for his 
uh, section of the minor leagues that he was in, I believe, I believe it was double A. Um, in 140 games, 290 average, 973 OPS, 29 home runs, 99 RBIs. So very impressive, very impressive stats. The next guy on our list is Samuel Basayo. Now, it'll be interesting to see what the Orioles do with this guy um, because he is a catcher, obviously with Adley Rushman being a big part of the team um, and Basayo looking like if he develops, he would come up in the next year or two. I don't know how that would work out if they would DH and maybe have a platoon situation where they you know, give Adley a break from catching on certain days. I'm not sure what the plan is, or maybe he ends up being trade bait, but in 114 games, 313 average, 953 OPS, um, definitely a oppressive hitter, especially um, at the catcher position. Um, this next guy, Joey Ortiz, is another guy that uh, appeared for the MLB team during parts of the year. Um, I don't remember if that was due to injury or what, but another guy that didn't uh, have too much success at the MLB level, still trying to figure it out at the MLB level. Um, but he's an elite defender. Um, I think on the scouting grade, um, he had a 65 for fielding. Um, but in his 88 games in the minor leagues, he also batted 321. Um, only had nine home runs, so not a guy that you're going to see a lot of pop from. But definitely a guy that, that's able to get on base, hit for average, and as I mentioned, um, very, very good fielder. Now, if we look at the full scope of all the prospects on the Orioles, um, I, I did all of their stats to 162-game average. So in the combined 676 games that these guys played, um, if you brought their stats to a 162-game average, it was a 308 average, 935 OPS, 26 home runs, and 104 RBIs. Now, that's Pretty impressive for a top six prospect list. Um, and that kind of wraps it up for the Orioles. Um, we're going to talk about the, the Mets here next. So Luis, Luis Angel Acuna, um, that is Ronald Acuna's brother. He was acquired in the Max Scherzer trade um, in 121 games. 294 average, 769 OPS, 9 home runs, 63 RBIs, and 57 stolen bases in those 121 games. So we'll talk about it with a few guys that are on the Mets list. Um, speed seems to be a big, I don't know if it's uh, a strategy necessarily, but it definitely seems like the guys that they've developed, uh, speed has been a, a big part of their, their game. I don't know if that's been an intentional or not. Um, as far as a, a scouting perspective. Um, but Acuna is a big prospect. I, I believe he's supposed to come up in the next year or so. Um, I don't think he'll be in the minor leagues too much longer, um, especially coming into this next year. doesn't look like the Mets are, are going to compete for a championship, most likely. Um, next guy on our list is Drew Gilbert. Um, 116 games in the minor leagues last year, 289 average, 868 OPS, 18 home runs. Uh, 58 walks in those 116 games. Uh, right uh, slotting in right after him um, is kind of what I alluded to before. Uh, another speedster type player, Jet Williams, um, in 121 games, 263 average, 876 OPS, and 13 home runs, 
um, with 45 stolen bases in only 121 games. So pretty impressive what some of these uh, minor league guys are, are able to do. Um, and definitely with the Mets having a lot of money in their pocket and having some major league talent, it'll definitely be interesting um, as to what they do uh, moving forward. Um, Ronnie Mauricio uh, in 116 games, uh, 292 average, 852 OPS, 23 home runs and 71 RBIs uh, in just 116 games, which is really impressive. So definitely a lot of pop coming off his bat. And another guy who does exhibit some speed, 24 stolen bases in those 116 games. Um, and I believe he's an international signing. So some of the clips you're seeing here, um, I believe, are uh, playing overseas. Um, we have another catcher. Uh, we just talked about Samuel Basayo for the Orioles. Um, we also have Kevin Parada for the Mets. Um, big catching prospect. Um, very good defensively. Um, again, kind of an interesting situation, kind of what I talked about with Basayo and Rushman, um, with Francisco Alvarez kind of looking like he's going to be the long-term Mets catcher. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Parada, um, if they'll end up bringing him up or he'll be more of a, a trade bait situation, kind of what I, I talked about with uh, Basayo. Um, now, if we project the Mets out to... 162 game average for these five players. They'd be at a 278 average, 825 OPS, 22 home runs, 84 RBIs, and 39 stolen bases. Pretty crazy. 39 stolen bases and 162 game average for these five guys. So um, definitely we'll see the Mets stealing a lot of bases in the future. So I'm going to go over this briefly for the Padres. So actually, they're four of their top six, which I talked about before. Are position players for Ethan Salas is actually number five overall. He's a catching prospect, only 17 years old. Jackson Merrill is a number nine overall. So they're actually one of two teams with two players in the top 10. Um, the only other team are the Nationals. Um, they also have Samuel Zavala, who's number nine, 99 overall, 19 years old. He's an international signing. And Dylan Lesko, num number 63 overall, 20 years old. Now, the reason I'm not going to focus on these guys, I'm not going to focus on their two top 10 guys, um, is really just because their 2023 was very underwhelming, um, both because they're, they're young players as well as the fact that um, it was just a down year and we're going to have to see more success in 2024. So Ethan Salas, number five overall, only at a 752 OPS. Um, Jackson Merrill only a 770 OPS, and that's by no means a bad OPS, but I did want to center on their two pitching prospects. One is Robbie Snelling, who in 103 and two-thirds innings had a uh, 182 ERA, which allowed him to win 11 games. Uh, he had 118 strikeouts in those 103 and two-thirds innings, 34 walks. Um, and that was good for a 1.12 whip. So I really think that these, this guy, as well as the next guy I'll talk to, talk about who was acquired in the Soto trade, I think are probably the most likely to be MLB ready um, with the Padres possibly competing. I don't know how quickly they'll come up, but I just don't see the position players that we previously talked about coming up super quickly with the success that they've had and, you know, kind of the development that still needs to come. 
So the next guy I'll talk about here is Drew Thorpe. Um, he was acquired in the Soto trade from the Yankees um, in 139 and one-thirds innings. He had a 2.52 ERA, um, which was good for 14 wins. He had 182 strikeouts in those 139 innings, um, 38 walks in those 139 innings, and had actually a whip that was below one, a .98. Um, you can see from some of these clips, he seems to have a very good two-seamer um, that kind of runs away, um, some good off-speed stuff. And I definitely think that, you know, with the Padres, you know, really with an uphill climb to compete with the Dodgers in that division and, you know, maybe even the Giants as they add more pieces. Um, it may be um, necessary to bring some some of these pitching guys up and try to develop them over time, even if they can't compete for the division that, you know, this year with how strong the Dodgers are. Um, maybe it's a, a look toward the future. Um, next, I am going to move toward the Rockies. So there's a couple guys with the Rockies that um, I, I talked about um, being on the list, but I'm not going to go too much into depth. Um, Chase Dolander uh, is number 53 overall, 22 years old. Um, he was the ninth overall pick in 2023, um, but he didn't pitch in 2023. So um, he, he pitched a lot in college, um, and I guess they didn't want to uh, push it too hard as far as getting too many innings, kind of similar with what happened with Skeens with the Pirates. Um, and then we have Zach Veen, um, who was nine, nine, number 92 overall. He was actually number 27 overall pre-2023, um, but he got hurt in June and only played 46 games. And in those 46 games that he did play, um, he wasn't great, um, and he's been struggling offensively. So... Um, not really much to highlight there at this point, but definitely a prospect that can bounce back in 2024 from that injury and possibly reach similar rankings to where he was at um, pre-2023. Now, I will talk about uh, uh, Adil uh, Amador. I'm, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, in 69 games, he batted 287 with an 875 OPS, uh, 12 home runs, 46 RBIs. Um, also had 15 doubles. Um, what I'm going to highlight here with him and the next two guys is um, a lot of extra base hits from from these Rockies prospects. It's it's pretty crazy um, some of the pop that that these guys have. So this is Amador here. Uh, I'm going to move on to Young Keel Fernandez um, in 117 games, uh, 265 average, 799 OPS, had 25 home runs. 92 RBIs and 25 doubles in those 117 games. Um, so definitely a lot of pop there. Um, and similar with uh, Jordan Beck, which I'm going to talk about here. Jordan Beck, 126 games, uh, 867 OPS. Um, just like Fernandez, he had 25 home runs. Um and in 126 games, and he had 34 doubles in those 126 games. Now, with him and Fernandez, the strikeouts are a little bit of an issue. Um, he had one, uh, Beck had 142, Fernandez had 132. Um, so you definitely want to see those strikeouts coming down, but it's definitely good to see that power there at, at a young age. You can start to develop the uh, the bat-to-ball skills a little bit more and you know have them put them in play a little bit more, but uh, for the total, for those 312 games um, that those three guys played, 162-game um, average for them would be an 843 OPS, 
32 home runs, 119 RBIs, 38 doubles. So definitely a lot of extra base hits, um, a lot of slugging percentage, um, but you do have the 161 strikeouts in that 162 game average. So about a strikeout a game, which, you know, you definitely see worse numbers than that, but you, you definitely want to see um, big improvements there. But in their own way, each of these teams has done a really good, a really, really good job at developing their players. I mean, um, again, I, I kind of talked about it before. It'll be interesting to see um, how some of the rankings change as we get closer to 2024 here. Um, and maybe we'll talk about uh, different teams popping up on the list on the list here.